In our relationship, I'm not even aware of how often I criticize my dear wife, Dina. Sometimes it just flows out very naturally, and I don't like that. What can I do? Well, I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, you're a counselor. So how often do you see a couple where there's a lot of negativity and the person who usually throws that out there isn't even aware that they're negative. Mm-hmm, all the time. So often when we come from a family of origin where there's a lot of criticism, I mean, oftentimes people don't even realize like it's not okay and that it hurts and impacts their spouse. I have seen some of the most amazing conversations happen in my office when one spouse is courageous enough to speak up and say, I want to tell you what this feels like to me. When you said this, I felt like trash, and I felt so not good enough or um, unimportant, and that is not how I want to feel. Mm -hmm. And many of them are able to go, and I know that's not how you think about me, but when you say that, it just drops the bottom out for me. And you know, when the other spouse is able to lean in in a safe place, their heart is more able to connect with the pain. Um, so it's important to, you know, did I come from a family of origin that criticism was relevant? As well as I find for myself when I am stressed or I'm running at a fast pace and, you know, I'm like, got to do the next thing, I'm on the list, that I will have a propensity to be more critical. Mm. So a lot of self-awareness is important. How am I showing up? Am I speaking words of life or words of death? Mm. That is a great way to frame it. And uh, we're going to hear some more uh, ideas about developing good habits uh, for your relationship. We're going to hear from Dr. Randy Schrader now. He's been here a number of times, and he spoke to Focus President Jim Daly about how to recognize if you need to kind of tone down the criticism. Randy, while I was reading the prep and looking at the book uh, last night, actually, and doing the research I needed to do, I was talking to Troy and Jean. They were in the kitchen, and I was in the living room reading. And I got into that. I was reading that part about putting change, you know, five coins in your right pocket. And then every time you criticize or you're critical of your spouse, take a coin out, put it in your left pocket. And then during the day, if you compliment your spouse or maybe your child in a parenting context, you take that coin out of your left pocket, put it in your right. And then at the end of the day, how many coins do you have in your right pocket, which is the goal? That's a great, they both said that is brilliant. Well, and it's a little different. I, I want to okay, start. I want to start me. out. I want to start with the positive, Jim. So, yeah, every time they compliment their spouse, then they get to move a coin from the right pocket to the left. Okay. Get, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're gonna start out. We want them to start hopefully complimenting, not criticizing. Start out complimenting, and hopefully the goal it, they'll move five coins quickly. Now, sometimes women don't have pockets in their pants, and I say, you know, put five coins when you're at home on a kitchen counter, and every time you compliment move it over to the left side and start putting the five coins over here. But when they criticize or correct or complain, now they got to take this coin and bring it back. They, they don't get to keep it over here in the left pile. And so uh, it really helps a couple find out, am I a good finder or am I a fault finder? You know, how yeah. often, no, that's am, a good how often am I using the C's? And so often when couples come in and say, you know, my spouse is just not appreciating me. Yeah, well, I say, let's do the five coin idea. You know, Rand, and again, that's a great, one of the many great concepts you have in your book. Um, 
at the close here, let's make sure we hit this and address, I think, the theme, the thread of what we've been talking about, that a happy marriage is not spontaneous. And so many couples, when they get married, they live on that vapor of the honeymoon, and that may last a year or two, and then you get into the the normalcy of life, and the children come along, and the job, and promotions, and responsibility, and you got the house payment now, and it's, it, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the critical nature of that to make sure that you're putting effort into your relationship. It's not spontaneous. It does take thought. It does take dialogue. It does take love to do this better. And for us in the Christian community, we should be the best at this because the fruit of the Spirit, as you've said over and over, is really the basis for how we should deal with one another. And couples will say, it's easy for me to do that with my friend it's not so easy for me to do that with my spouse. And, 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 and Jim, I am so happy that you brought this up and we got to talk about this. Because if there's one word that points out the difference between a happy marriage and an unhappy marriage, it is planning. A marriage institute, I think it was in Philadelphia, something I read probably over 30 years ago, wanted to determine what is the difference between happy and unhappy marriages. And what they discovered the difference to be was that one word, planning. Happy couples planned time together, whereas unhappy couples let their good times happen by chance. You know, happy, successful couples plan to go to church this Sunday. They plan to give each other a meaningful hug, meaningful kiss today. They plan, how are we going to connect tonight? When are we going to turn off the technology and look each other in the eyes and just talk? They plan for dates together to strengthen their marriage relationship. And so, yeah, you're exa- I'm glad you brought that up. That is the key, is planning. Now, that being said, we need to know uh, how to, the words and the behaviors and the knowledge to plan for a happy marriage. We still have to have that. Yeah. But, but yeah, but and planning is key. Well, Greg, Randy mentioned how successful couples are planners. And I wonder how you and Aaron have benefited from planning things together. Yeah, I think probably one of the biggest things that we try to plan throughout the year is here we live in Colorado Springs and, you know, they do like four little Broadway, you know, traveling shows. And we've just chosen to save up for that. So every year we save for that money. We 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 purchase four of those tickets because it, it puts it on the calendar. And so there, there's a way that we've now been intentional to invest. That's the message that we're sending yes. to each other, that, that this kind of connection – matters and the kind of connection I'm talking about it's 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 variety it adds you know adventure to the time that we spend together our date nights all that it, this is just something very different we get dressed up you know we usually go and and have a nice dinner and and we do that four times a year so is, is this monumental mm-hmm. to where it's going to you know rock our marriage you know I don't know but but it's the anticipation of of knowing of seeing those on our calendar, literally just the other day, Aaron said, "Hey, when when do we start going to our show?" And I said, "Oh, that starts you know whatever the date is." Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I can't wait." And it doesn't matter what the show is; it's just the fact that the no kids, dressed up, 
you know, going yeah, out. It's a special time. It's a special thing. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things to put on the calendar as far as dating each other, that's so important. But it doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to spend money like that. So just for look for new things, maybe pick a different restaurant, maybe just do something different. Go for a drive, go to a different part of the city that you live in and walk around a park or there's a mall or an outside mall or something. Do something different and, and, and that brings some excitement and adventure back into your relationship. But I, I think it, it, it sends that message when we put something on the calendar that we're being intentional and then it builds that anticipation and all that is so good, so healthy for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And as you're speaking, Greg, I'm writing down a date night with my wife yeah. in the next week or so. We have uh, an opportunity and I'm thinking we haven't put that on the calendar yeah. yet. So thank you for that inspiration. Well, I can't wait to hear about how that well, went. Well, maybe I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things uh, that you can do probably to further this idea of fostering uh, intentionality in your relationship would be to get a copy of the book from Dr. Randy Schrader. It's called Simple Habits for Marital Happiness, and uh, he shares these habits and so much more. We'll send that book to you when you make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Uh, go online, you'll find the details for the book and ways to become a monthly supporter or to make a one-time donation of any amount. And then while you're in the show notes, look for our free online marriage assessment, which has been updated. And uh, I'm going to suggest you take just a few minutes uh, for you and your spouse to go through that survey, that assessment, and it'll show you things that you're doing well and maybe a thing or two that you can work on. It'll be a great conversation starter. It's free, and the link is in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Lisa Jacobson and Felicia Masonheimer as they talk about something they call biblical flirtation. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Aaron Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.